up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universal with the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourself. So today, I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are making it through this winter wonderland that, uh, you know, half of us in the United States are living through. Uh, it's definitely been a challenge, but I think a lot of us are, you know, making it through, uh, you know, these difficult, you know, winter months and trying to make it make it make it as best as we can i guess so uh the article today i have is about a bizarre invisible reptilian attack of clarita villanueva and this was published in march 21st 2021 on ufoinsight.com and they talk about a, an invisible reptilian attack now some people would say well what do you mean invisible reptilian well there's been a couple of podcasts I've done on the capability of reptilians to um, change color to become even invisible. Um, this is not uncommon even on the reptilians we have on Earth. The reptilians we have on Earth talk um, show us that uh, they can change color, right? We have chameleons. We have other uh, lizards that can do this. But one of the most famous creatures, and, and some people might not know this, is that the general average squid can change and adapt to its environment. Not only can it change color, but it can change its texture of its body to match rocks, um, boulders, and other coral around its environment and almost match it perfectly. I mean, it's like, it's, it's absolutely insanely incredible to see these squid do this. Now, if you have a chance, go on YouTube and just type in, you know, color changing squid. And you're going to see it. It's it's really, really, truly fantastic. So we have that in our environment right now on Earth. We have an animal that can do this. So to think that this is impossible is clearly not. So this, this uh, account took place in May 1951 in Manila in the Philippines. It was an incident that was witnessed by multiple people and then studied by serious-minded individuals. Um, they ultimately had their perspective of reality turned upside down. So uh, the following account has appeared on several websites over the years and was documented in John Macklin's book, A Look Through the Secret Doors. So this assault by an invisible attacker uh, took place during a time where it was already an explosive atmosphere in Manoa. Um, there's a lot of public disturbances. There was increased police presence, um, especially on the night uh, where the Clarita Villanueva experience happened. So let's take a look. Clarita uh, herself uh, stated uh, that she was in a crowd uh, that was quickly gathering and it forced several police cars to make their way to the scene. And officers expected to find a group of brawling residents and riotous gangs. However, what they saw was a scene that was bizarre and extreme. There on the ground, with a crowd of people circled around her, was a young girl writhing in pain and agony as if she was being attacked. When they heard her cry out, keep it away from me, someone help me, it seemed like her attacker was invisible and was biting her to death. The officer suddenly realized that something truly out of the ordinary was unfolding. 
any possibility of a rational explanation seemed to disappear when the officers watched this disturbing scene uh, unfold and they could see marks appearing right before their eyes on this woman's arms and neck. Uncertain of what to do, the two police officers moved towards the scene to reach for the young lady. They hauled her up to the ground and handcuffed her. Well, that seems like a nice thing to do. And bundled her into the car. They set off towards the station and the woman in the bag seemed to continue to grapple with her invisible attacker. Once at the station, under the perception that she might have taken some drugs or something else, they requested the doctor examiner. Uh, the uh, duty for the medical assessment fell to Dr. Mariana Lara. It was her immediate opinion that she was having an epileptic fit. Again, another misdiagnosis and misunderstanding of the paranormal world. Uh, at this point, officers took the young woman into the cell, closing the door, leaving her seemingly alone inside. However, after sobbing distraughtly for several moments, she suddenly began to scream that the thing is coming at me. It's coming through the cell door as if it wasn't there. She would continue to call out to anyone who would listen, but although this thing looked like a man, it had big bulging eyes and appeared to be floating in the air. However, on the street... When they discovered the distressed young woman, when they opened the cell door, all they could see was her. So what was more unnerving than that, as they watched and tried their best to calm the girl, the bite and claw marks began appearing once more all over her exposed arms. They realized once more that something truly out of the ordinary was taking place and something that perhaps left them a little bit out of their depth. They requested the doctor come back to examine the woman again, as well as the chief of police and even the mayor of the city. So Dr. Lara came to the station. They examined the bite and claw marks and all agreed that it was very strange indeed. However, more than that, many were in places on her body, such as her back and shoulder, that would have been impossible for her to inflict on herself. Clarita started to calm somewhat and eventually sleep, the police still were unsure what was exactly taking place. They planned to bring her to court the following morning where she would be charged with vagrancy, which is being homeless. Um, however, as she began the journey with the police officers to the, courthouse, to the courthouse the following morning, things began to turn strange once again. She would claim the thing was back and was attacking her once more. The police, just like the previous evening, watched in shock as teeth and claw marks once again started appearing on her skin. These, this invisible assault continued inside the court, and several newspapers uh, and reporters court and court employees also uh, seeing the truly strange event with their own eyes. The young woman would eventually black out from the attack and fall to the courthouse floor. The medical examination was carried out in the courthouse. The medical officer would claim that not only were the bite and claw marks genuine, but that they were not self-inflicted. <laughs> so, with newspaper reporters beginning to pre prepare their stories for print for the consumption of the wider public, the police made a decision to take Clarita to the hospital. Having seen the events in the courthouse, Dr. Lara and the mayor would insist on riding in the ambulance with the distressed, wounded young woman themselves, and would witness further unnerving events as a consequence. 
almost immediately after the ambulance set off, Clarita claimed that not only the one strange figure was in the vehicle with them, but now two, the second almost identical to the first. Dr. Laura and the mayor watched in horror as bite marks again appeared once more on her neck and arms right in front of their eyes. What's more is they could swear on, on oath or under oath that what hap they described actually happened. So they actually swore under oath that this actually happened. Dr. Laura would state the whole episode was a complete mystery and something which defies explanation. She would elaborate that she herself was scared stiff. And then the tale takes an even stranger turn, as if it wasn't already. Um, although there was no ex rational explanation why, as soon as the distraught young woman entered the hospital, the attack ceased immediately. That's weird. That doesn't make any sense since they didn't stop when she went to jail. Even so, the police maintained an armed presence at her hospital room uh, to alert them if anything began again. However, no such activity presented itself. Clarita was released from the hospital around six weeks after the incident. While the scars they attacked remained for the rest of her life, she was otherwise in perfect health. So just what happened to Clarita? There is a lot to perhaps to consider here. There's any possibility for the example Clarita made the wounds appear on her body through the power of her subconscious mind. It's possible. Perhaps some kind of bizarre, extremely extreme type of unexplained stigmata. Perhaps part of this uh, illusion or hallucination of a real attacker. And it might also explain the attacks suddenly, suddenly ceased as she reached the safety of the hospital. Dude, if you could do that, the power of your mind would be unfathomable. But, I mean, again, there are... We know there are extreme, extremely talented, extremely powerful psychic um, individuals. We also know that Buddhist monks can increase the heat of their body to heat up a wet towel to dry it. Um, they can levitate. They can do all kinds of things. Um, so is it possible that somebody could have been doing this to themselves? The possibility is there. How likely it is, I don't know. Um, Clarita also could have genuinely been attacked by a force or entity out there. Um, there are many such cases on record, and it, as easy as it is to dismiss, the fact that so many encounters have been documented should alert us to, to the fact that something out of the ordinary is taking place. There, all, uh, there are also details in Clarita's account that do indeed suggest some type of reptilian entity or at least what we researchers and enthusiasts collectively understand as a reptilian entity the wearing of a cape for example often surfaces uh, in such close encounters with apparent reptilians the invisibility aspect is also a detail that surfaces with encounters with reptilian entities how might this be achieved? Some researchers suggest that these creatures have the ability to change their vibratory rate so that they are out of range of human sight. However, might it be achieved through the use of technology? That's also a possibility. We will come back to this aspect shortly. So, 
they examined, uh, the folks in this article examined other reptilian encounters. Um, and however bizarre it might sound, there are many similar encounters of reptilian and also demonic -like creatures. One particularly intriguing encounter occurred in the late 1980s, uh, and it didn't come to light until 1998. Um, according to a witness statement, during the course of several business trips to Pittsburgh, uh, one, one event one, or one trip would become more uh, eventful than the others. On a particular morning, this witness brought the car to stop uh, at a red light. Moments after, a black limousine pulled up right next to him. The witness noticed that the back window was, being, was down and eventually revealed two figures in the seats in the back of the vehicle. The two figures waited for the lights to change, and the limousine began to edge forward slightly. As it did, the witness could see figures more clearly and immediately noticed how pale the skin was, as well as it having a green cast uh, to its um, coloring. The figure was dressed in a dark suit with dark glasses on his face. However, when he removed the glasses a moment later, they could see that it had the most strange eyes. He would elaborate that they looked like a reptile. Even more unnerving, the witness claimed the strange figure motioned for him to follow him. However, as the light changed, he pressed down on the accelerator and took off down the road. When he finally turned his attention or, and, and his mirror to see if the limousine was still there, he realized it completely disappeared. Where the vehicle had vanished to is a mystery, but many claims uh, that uh, reptilian creatures reside in underground facilities and access by secret entrances could perhaps provide an explanation. So they kind of go into some additional events here. Um, and there's, there's some other, there's some other events, uh, but none of them, none of them talk, talk too much about invisible creatures. Now I have, I have a podcast, uh, about a Massachusetts encounter with, uh, an invisible, well, a reptilian that changed into human form that changed into being invisible and attacking this young boy and their family. Um, so, and that was from a television episode uh, of, of a hauntings. So, you know, we know that these creatures exist out there. This is just another example of, you know, of them being out there and, and attacking people. You know, what their purpose is, you know, why they're doing it. Some people say that um, they obtain uh, negative energy from the events, and they feed off of that. So, you know, could it be that they attack people to gain that energy? It's definitely possible. What do you think? It's an interesting story. Well, I'll leave it at that. Hopefully you guys are doing well, taking care of yourselves. Physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, surround yourself with good, positive white light. That's important. Surround yourself with good, positive thoughts every morning. Do your affirmations. You know, tell yourself that you're good at, at, at X, Y, and Z. You know, remind yourself that you're good at X, Y, and Z. If you don't think you're, you're good at much, start working on that. And 
you'll be surprised how far you can get. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always thinking about you, you guys, and I want you guys to be well. Take care of yourselves. Follow through on some hobbies and goals and dreams this week. You know, if you hadn't, haven't had a chance to do it this winter yet, and it's warm where you are, go do something outside if you can. And um, as always, continue to question the universe around you. Until next time, guys, take care, and Lockdown Universe out.